Jamie Lee Curtis is officiating her daughter's wedding in cosplay. Uh, who would you like your officiant to cosplay as for your wedding? Um, since we were kind of talking about it, uh, Tabitha, let's start with you. Um, Matt and I have recently asked not Seth to officiate our wedding, so I'm going to request that he wears his reptar suit. Matt, his reptar suit is only second to uh, his hamburger suit, so I want to see beef squash. Lydia, well, I mean, my like my my second dad basically is going to be our officiant, and I can only think of one good answer to this for me and Kevin, and that is Batman. So now that's assuming that Kevin doesn't dress up as Batman himself. Yeah, I was going to ask, isn't that his plan? He's just I supposed mean, to wear a suit. He didn't say what suit. I mean, if that is his plan, I'm going to be kind of mad if I didn't know because, you know, I would love to like break out the Catwoman suit just to like match. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't say Harley Quinn. I'd hate to do like shots <laughs> during your left. ceremony. <laughs> Um, and that's how Lydia got kicked off the Beaky Gwickens podcast. <laughs> uh, our special guest tonight, Ella. Hello. If I had an officiant for my wedding, um, it would have to be the cleric from Princess Bride. Wow. True love. That is perfect. <laughs> you see, I was, I was kind of worried that no one was going to say that. Oh, so, oh, good. I'm glad I came in at the end there. Yes. Like, that, was, that was important. Um, I think for me, I would have to say J. Jonah Jameson because not only, you know, does he have a good like radio voice, but uh, he can also yell at the photographer to take more pictures. <laughs> <laughs> if that photographer is not hanging from the ceiling, we're in trouble. <laughs> I'm glad I know that's a Spider-Man reference. <laughs> <laughs> that got dark really quick. <laughs> You're listening to The Geek Awakens with Mitch, Matt, Tabitha, Lydia, and Ticket. <laughs> All right, so we've got uh, got a good chunk of stuff to talk about tonight. Uh, we have the return of Guilty Pleasure Dumpster Fire. Um I'd like to say that I'm excited for the return of Guilty Pleasure Dumpster <laughs> Fire, but uh, uh, we're going to get there. But uh, like I said, we have a special guest tonight. Uh, Ella is here. Uh, she is going to be joining us uh, this summer for C2E2. Uh, Ella, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, I like movies and I read books and that's kind of my thing. So um, and when, you know, we talked about the cosplay thing today, I was sitting there going, there's so many things like I can't pick just one. Um, so uh, the husband was no help. Other Matt, um, because as his, in his words, he hates theme anything and wedding was theme enough. So like that was it. Um, so, yeah, I'm just excited. I like to geek out still. It's one of my favorite things to do um, growing up. It was not cool. And now it's like it's nice that all the geek and nerd kids in school can get respect for that. But so, yeah. Nice. And this is going to be your first time going to one of these big cons, right? 
Big like this, yes. Um, I do the the Cape Con down in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. Last couple of years, we have some friends down there. Um, we've done some group cosplays and stuff. We actually won first place one year. We were the cast of Clue, which was really fun. <laughs> nice. Um, we have a big group of people. Uh, a couple of years after that, we did a whole Harry Potter thing. We had kids from each houses and Dementors and everything. So, um, but to go to one this big is going to be really exciting. My dream is obviously to get to um, the big one in San Diego at some point. Um, but this will be a good stepping off point. Nice. So uh, let's go into the pull list. And we have just one book to talk about this week. It is the uh, it's Meteor Men, the expanded edition. It is out April 6th from Oni Press, written by Jeff Parker with art by Sandy Jarrell. So when a meteorite lands on Alden Baylor's farm, Alden goes from being a normal teenager to the center of an extraterrestrial invasion. Uh, this expanded edition features 20 additional pages of story. I thought that this was a really interesting story, and I loved the design of the aliens. I thought that they just had a really cool look to them. I also really liked how they communicate, because like they don't talk. They just kind of put thoughts in your head. Um, not like that. That's weird. What? Huh? <laughs> I was just thinking about how convenient that would be. I wouldn't have to speak. I could just be like, this is the thing I'm thinking, and then it would actually come out. Clear. <laughs> not roughly translated between my brain and my mouth. See, that wouldn't work for me. It's just as jumbled up here as it is when it comes out of my mouth. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I I also thought that it had a really nice uh, like supporting cast. Even though I will say I, I feel like some of the characters were a little bit more fleshed out than others. Uh, that said, like I th- while as, as much as I enjoyed it, I felt like this book was missing something but I can't tell you what that something is. Like there is like, there was just like a little spark that I think that would have changed this me from me liking this book to loving this book. While I wouldn't say that the story necessarily ends abruptly. I do think that I would have liked a couple more pages to kind of see like some of these characters reactions to how this, you know, how this story ends. Um, Matt, what'd you think? So I did not quite get all the way through this. I'm pretty close to the end. Um, and I, have gotten past the point where you kind of get that big twist, um, which was definitely not something I saw coming. was definitely not something I expected. Um, I do have to agree with you. I like the design of the aliens because it's kind of classic, but there's a little bit more to it than that. Um, I feel like Alden, um, is kind of like me if I had grown up on a farm. Like, <laughs> like he's quiet, he's reserved, he has a job, he just does his job, doesn't look for any kind of, like, I don't know. He just, he just goes and he does his job, he's quiet. It's just, it, it feels like it would, it would be me if I lived on a farm and had an alien land in a meteorite on my farm, which is really not me at all. But <laughs> it would be me. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I, I like this. I enjoyed it. Um, I'm interested to see where it ends because I only have about 30 pages left and I'm not exactly sure how it's all going to wrap up in that time frame. Tabitha, what'd you think? I think the thing that you were missing was the fact that this should have been a movie. This would make a really, really good uh-huh. movie. Like yes. a first contact with aliens movie. Like some of those scenes that were even playing out like in the very beginning of this with the meteor, the meteorite landing like felt very cinematic. Like we were panning across like you were going from like being real zoomed in on these characters to like these 
scenes of the galaxy and like the meteor shower that was happening and then you were zoomed back in on the meteorite and you were zoomed out like it literally felt like reading a film in comic book form so it was super interesting to see that and like i really liked that i could tell each character was different especially the two adults which i'm completely forgetting their names but the doctor and then the guardian of alden are they a couple i don't know i couldn't tell yeah, they was, are? I don't know. Oh. I was wondering that too. Who knows? Maybe? Yes? <laughs> question mark? Question mark for the relationship. I don't know. But like, I could definitely tell those two people had like different voices. And like that doesn't always happen for me when I'm reading graphic novels. Usually I just read everything in like my voice in my head. I'm like, oh. But they had specific personalities that were easy to pick out. And I really appreciated that. All right. We've avoided this for long enough. Uh, it is time for uh, our newest installment of Guilty Pleasure Dumpster Fire. And I will, uh, you know, before before we get too far into it, uh, Lydia, I do want to make an apology to you uh, because at first I thought that it was your suggestion to, to name this. I, I had forgotten exactly who suggested it. I just remember you were the one who said, oh, yeah, it's on HBO Max. So I just assumed that it was your idea. So you were uh, blaming me in your head as you were watching this? Oh, yeah. Like, up... <laughs> Up until Tabitha admitted to it, I was like, "Oh my god, I hate Lydia so much!" Like I didn't, I didn't realize that I hated Lydia, but here we are. You, you know, in response to that, I mean, if it had been me and you felt that way, all I have to say is you're the one that made us watch that stupid Christmas movie. So you um, need to be more Pacific. <laughs> Pacific. The, the the Santa Martian. Yeah. One? So I'll make you watch it again. Hey, what it's of it? great with riff tracks, by the way. <laughs> I've heard. I've heard. Fantastic with riff tracks. Uh, that Santa one was better than the Star Wars Christmas special. Though. I will never forgive you for that. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Did you Did you guys have a nice VHS copy with the really crappy commercials? Oh, no. We no. just watched that on YouTube. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. We had a VHS copy that someone had recorded that actually had the 70s commercials. Like, I'm talking the legit broadcast. That, that might have been fun. That yeah. might have been the best part. It was, yeah, it was painful horrifying and exciting all at one time <laughs> and i'll be honest they had now um we had some friends that just went to disney uh for for um an anniversary and they had a uh life day mug in one of the stores so they're slightly <laughs> quietly embracing it quietly embracing it that is awesome yes i don't even know if the commercials could have made up for the awkward wookie porn though <laughs> <laughs> nothing can make up for awkward wookie porn i'm sorry i'm really glad i didn't watch that now <laughs> Hey, I watched the Lego special expecting a Lego B. Arthur and was sorely disappointed. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, all right. So this installment of Guilty Pleasure Dumpster Fire uh, focuses on 2004's Catwoman starring Halle Berry. So Catwoman tells the story of Patience Phillips, uh, an artist turned graphic designer for uh, Hedare Beauty. Uh, when she accidentally discovers Hedera's diabolical plans, she gets murdered. Thankfully, a cat breathes on her, um, <laughs> bringing her back to life. Um, bringing her back to life as Catwoman uh, with a Rotten Tomatoes score of just 9%. Oh. Is Catwoman a guilty pleasure or a dumpster fire? Now... If you've never listened to this before, uh, we are breaking this down into four different questions. What is good about this movie or what works with this movie? 
Um, what's bad? What doesn't work? Uh, if you've seen it before, how does uh, how does it hold up watching it now versus previous viewings? And finally, is this a guilty pleasure or a dumpster fire? Ella, you're our guest. Let's start with you this round. What's good about this what movie? worked? The end credits rolled? I mean... I was so mad. Okay, that's that's what worked. And the only other thing I can say, because when I watch movies, I go down a rabbit hole. This is just what I do. Um, the only other thing that worked for this is Halle Berry showed up to the Razzies to accept her trophy with her Oscar in the other hand, and she's the only person up to that point to ever show up to accept a Razzie Award. So <laughs> it worked on two levels for me right there. So that that is awesome. <laughs> um, and I and I even like was watching the credits, realizing that this movie came out before the MCU. But the MCU has taught me with a superhero movie not to leave during the credits. So like here I am, like watching the oh, whole credits. Mitch. <laughs> oh, no. oh, Mitch. No. No. Yeah. Away. yeah. There's nothing worth the end of those credits. Like, there's no redeeming it. I'm sorry. No. Um, for me, I there there were a couple of things. Um, the soundtrack isn't awful. Um. Okay. So. <laughs> admittedly, that's your example of a shame bell. <laughs> Thank you. Admittedly, uh, I liked Hoobastank until I heard. <laughs> Until I heard the reason, you know, like nine million times. Um, at the same time, though, like, I don't think that the people that were blaring Hoobastank would be listening to Hoobastank IRL. Like, that's... No. No, absolutely not. No. Uh, that said, the only other really good thing about this movie is the fact that it that they didn't have uh, Halle Berry play Selena Kyle. That this wasn't Selena Kyle's story because then... Um, yeah, things would have gotten really, really ugly for a lot of different people. Um, Tabitha, what's good about this movie? Oh, Lord. It's a good time to play that Jeopardy sound. Um, <laughs> I like Midnight the Cat. <laughs> she was cute. Um, that's pretty much it for me. Um I'm going to, it's not, we're not talking about this right now, but I am going to say that if I went to a party and I walked in and Hoobastank was playing, I would immediately leave. <laughs> so I'm confused as to how there were so many people in there. And the soundtrack was just women vocalizing. <laughs> yeah. In melody for two hours. There were a couple other songs. Like in the basketball scene, like it was. Don't get me started. Oh, the basketball no. Scene. <laughs> No. That's on my list of what's wrong, so I'll wait till <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt, what about you? I guess what works for me in this movie is the fact that is it Benjamin Bratt mm -hmm. is he's a good actor. I mean, Halle Berry is also a very good actor, obviously. But he like he had a trash part and he really played it pretty well. I mean, apart from the plot holes, which are not his fault, obviously. Um, but, like, he, I felt like he did a good job with what he was given. Um, Halle Berry just... I, I don't know. She she was there. Um, <laughs> I, I, and I think it was, like, that part, that role. But, um, I don't know. I think probably that was the highlight for me, was the fact that he was able to pull a decent acting job from 
that pile. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't scoop out that litter box. (laughs) (laughs) Oh! Wait, first time on and I get the shame bell? Dang. It's an honor. No, I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, before we get to Lydia, I, I do like this. I just remember this. You're talking about Midnight the Cat. Um, there was like that random scene where like they decided to make a CGI uh, <laughs> Midnight the Cat. Like I, I was they very, yeah, I, I, I was very confused by that. Like you couldn't trade a cat to do that for a movie. <laughs> like you've got all these other cats surrounding her at that point in the film. And like they CGI'd midnight to walk across her i'm like what cats do that anyway exactly. yeah. just let her lay there and up and somebody's gonna walk across there and midnight's also like two times bigger than right. she is the rest of the movie lydia what worked about this movie for you so i used to think a lot more and then i watched it last and i'm like oh there, there's a lot more of this that i don't remember being this bad um, <laughs> i'm not gonna lie though like patience is basically me like she's so awkward and like try to try to please people like i feel that in my soul and then just what even though it's super drastic and super quick the transition of her from just being that awkward person to being catwoman is funny to me because it's so cat-like to watch so like you can watch a cat and they can be your absolute best friend and then they're like no you're an asshole get away from me it's like that that's that's pretty realistic if you're trying to be a cat. <laughs> but I do I do want to say, though, like, as awkward of a person as she is, she would not have gone that far past a restricted sign, even if she was desperate. Like, it'd be like, I, um, no, no, it's okay. It's not worth it. I'll just leave. Uh, another thing, even though it's probably a strange thing, I love this Catwoman outfit. It's probably one of my favorite outfits. Of any of them. I don't know why, but it just is. And unfortunately, that's about all I've got, but yeah. <laughs> all right. So we mentioned some good things. Now let's let's get to the, the, the meat of this, uh, the meat of this movie. Um, <laughs> is it tuna? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, God. Ew. I just remembered that scene. <laughs> Wait, hold up. I just so thought of something many else. Things wrong with that. <laughs> I thought of something else. There is one line that always makes me laugh, even to this day. And that's when she's in the jail cell and Midnight comes in and she looks at her and goes, you know, Lassie would have brought me a key. <laughs> I really laughed at the part when, and obviously we should have said this like forever ago, but spoilers for this 2004 movie that you should probably not see. Um, <laughs> but like. The, the line that really made me laugh at the very, like, towards the end, once she's killed, uh, was it Sharon Stone? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Once once she kills St- Sharon Stone's character, granted, you know, not purposely, she did try to save her, but then she, like, says that Benjamin Bratt is like, I may be a bad guy, but I'm not a killer. Like, girl, you just killed somebody. <laughs> but whatever. I digress. Um, so, yeah. So, what doesn't work about this movie? Um... I'm already talking, so I'm going to go first because <laughs> for me, it's literally everything else. Like, what in the Eartha kit was up with that catnip scene? <laughs> like, I I had to watch that scene with, like, 
um what's her what, what what's the the crazy cat lady which like hey i've got like a house in the middle of downtown new york like okay what's up up um and then like she throws this ball and then like halle berry is just like turning into a cat and like rubbing up on it it's just, it was weird and uncomfortable and, and yeah there's catnip on her face when she's done i didn't even appreciate that yeah, yeah. sucked her yeah. lipstick and yeah it was yeah. very very awkward yeah also, what a shitty way to kill patients before she becomes Catwoman. And I mean that in the most literal sense. <laughs> Covered in poo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, even when, like, when she wakes up, like, she's all, like, dirty and everything. It's like, oh, girl, you got a lot of poo on you. Um, and then she's magically clean the next day. And she, she changed her She cleaned yeah. herself. Mm-hmm. Oh. 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 <laughs> even thought about that. Uh, me either. <laughs> is that one of the aforementioned plot holes? <laughs> Maybe. Uh. So, <laughs> this probably could actually be something that worked for the movie because, not gonna lie, I fully expected Benjamin Bratt to save Catwoman during the final fight. Like, I... Like, especially when she's, like, kind of, like, hanging from the rafters or whatever. I expected him to come in and, like, save the day. It's like, oh, But I'm glad that he didn't. Um, speaking of Tom Lone, a.k.a. Benjamin Bratt's character, uh, he's an awful detective. Like, <laughs> like, what do you want him to do, Mitch? I don't know. Maybe recognize that Catwoman is the same person that he's been dating slash whatevering-ing. It's not a conflict of interest. Don't worry about it. <laughs> They're not. He's the only one. And I'm sorry, the handwriting on the coffee cup and the bag. Like, that scene. Come on, Benjamin Bratt. Like, I, I, Law and Order man, I know you can do better than this. I know it. I know it. It took three more scenes for you to figure it out. But also, let's be honest. There is, and, and if there are police stations that do have this technology, they should not have this technology. You should not be able to have lipstick recognition software in your budget. I'm just saying. Which, speaking of, I'm sorry, she didn't kiss him, she licked him. So where'd this magic lipstick print come from? That's one of the plot holes. <laughs> Tabitha, what didn't work for this movie? I literally have a list. <laughs> she starts taking notes last night, and I'm like, you realize this show is only an hour. I can talk real fast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> First and foremost, when we started the movie, who decided that we needed 639 minutes of information about cats? Could we not have done not that Seth. in like a probably? Yeah, <laughs> could we have done that in like a Star Wars scroll and like everything went over like super fast? Um, Halle Berry, only way to make her ugly: put her in bag clothes. Got it. Check, Roger. Understood. Um. Let's see. Um, I did say that rescuing an animal while standing on the world's longest air conditioner is 200% how not Seth dies. <laughs> and also, if I wanted to watch ass-kicking females wearing cat ears, I would watch Josie and the Pussycats, which is a fantastic film. And then I said this very sexually tense basketball game should not be happening in the presence of children. Yeah. Because that was uncomfy. Yeah. And then also, who buys their friend a leather suit for their birthday? 
Um, you better have a real. <laughs> no, I was just I was just gonna say Lois from Family Guy and Token Gay, like clearly. But did that constitute a dating emergency outfit? <laughs> for, 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 for what kind of date? I just I don't exactly. Understand. And then you remember how I said not Seth would die rescuing the cat. I would die on that balcony gate. Why do you have a gate on your balcony where you can push a human over it? I would stumble, fall, and be like, "Oh, my balcony gate!" And I would fall through it, and I would be in a crumpled hump at the bottom, just like. <laughs> um, also. This is a Hallmark movie that had a baby with a superhero movie, but then it married an Animal Planet documentary. <laughs> I think Tabitha summed it up. Yeah, that, that was, that's all my bad notes, I think. Uh, and the costume was, I know you love it, but it was not practical. Like, can you <laughs> imagine not, but... trying to, like, run down a criminal and, like, your whole boob just is like, Whoop. I mean, it might, if, it, if it's a guy, it might distract him for a minute that's so you can funny. catch him. I mean, I can't even sit in the back of a van with picket driving and not lose a boob. How is Halle Berry supposed to run down the road? I mean, to be fair, she doesn't have a whole lot going on up there anyway. That's true. I feel like you can still have a nipple slip. It's true. Especially if she's a cat woman. It, you've you got, got like, yeah, what, six, six of them. Of them? Yeah. yeah. Six chances. I am uncomfortable. Good. That's Since you're uncomfortable. That's a very odd place. <laughs> Yeah. Since you're uncomfortable, let's talk about your list. <laughs> I'm just gonna go down mine like I, like Tabitha did. So you're talking about the whole opening number with the like bazillion cat facts. The thing that <laughs> bugged me of all of that for some reason, and I don't know why this is the one thing that stuck out. If you're going to name someone the flying panther, why are they wearing a zebra outfit? <laughs> I literally had to stop, rewind, and look at that and go, that's not a panther. That's that's not even a cat. It's an adjacent horse. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, again, she's awkward. She, she, like, apparently doesn't sleep very well anyway, but, like, she, she wore the same outfit, like, three days in a row to work, which... Actually, never mind. <laughs> I take that back. That's super realistic. So, um, moving on. Uh, can we talk about the most impractical way to climb out of a window? Let's climb out, like, backwards against the wall and have nothing to hang on to while we try to rescue this cat and get out there and go, oh, now it's above me. How am I supposed to get this thing? We should show that specific scene to not Seth to make sure he knows that that's not how he should climb out the window to his death. <laughs> <laughs> and also, you know... Somebody running up and thinking that you're about to jump and commit suicide is totally the way you get a date with a guy. Um. <laughs> Good mental health rep. Love it. Yep. <laughs> um, I've always wondered, do those kind of pipes like, actually exist places? Like the pipe she runs into and like gets shot out of? Shat out of? Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh. I mean, there would have to be like screens and filters. Like, there's no way. Yeah, there's just I, I, I'm not buying it. So, the CGI in this movie did not age well. <laughs> I remember watching this movie before and thinking like how cool it all looked, and I watched it last night. And I'm going, you can totally tell every time it's supposed to be her and it's not, and because it's like her back's all shiny, and then the little bits of her face you get like that's not her at all, <laughs> and then the like super like quick edit chops between like 
CGI Catwoman and then here's Halle Berry. It's like I had to do better transitions in Windows Movie Maker, but okay. <laughs> uh, crazy cat lady be crazy. Um, also, random thing, the uh, Buline science guy, Slaviki, I think, is um, Cal's dad from Halloween Town 2. Ooh, it is. Yes. You <laughs> <laughs> really like Halloween Town, okay? Yeah. First two. Yes. Yeah. Only, only the first two. The other ones don't exist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, say so the whole handwriting thing and the lip print that doesn't exist, like, that bugs the crap out of me. Worst on-screen kiss ever. Like, let's watch her kiss his nose as he kisses her chin and adds... Nope. <laughs> and yeah, and that's one hell of a chain that she uses to just rip the wheels off of a dozen semis because that thing is <laughs> it didn't even break one link. Like, okay, I want that chain now. Physics. <laughs> that's all. That's all I got. <laughs> Ella, what didn't work for you? Well, I knew it was downhill when it was written by three people based on a story by three more people plus some more. <laughs> Valid. It's like a black and eyed piece song. This, right? Right? And sad fact, this was originally Michelle Pfeiffer and Tim Burton and then morphed into Halle Berry because Jinx, the Bond spinoff, failed. So this was her consolation prize, was this movie. Oh. And it went through about four or five directors after that. And I don't know how many script rewrites. So, oh man, poor Halle Berry. Nothing worked. The whole clothing thing, I picked that up real quick. Like she's wearing the same thing over mm. and over. Yeah, that's because they re edited that like six different times and shift the plot line around and they didn't reshoot those scenes. Oh so they just, God. so they're wearing the same yeah. clothes. Sharon Stone, every time she showed up on screen, they put that like, ooh, filter over her face. <laughs> I was like, she still looks good. She, you don't need to like gloss that up just yet. Um, and the thing is, is I, I don't read comics, but I love comic book movies. I have from day one. I saw this in the theater. I was telling Tabitha today, I could probably run out my ticket stub. I remember nothing about it. Just that it was bad. <laughs> you blocked it, it out. <laughs> it's really funny because, um, uh, other Matt and I, every once in a while, will bring this up about how much of a dumpster fire it is. Like it's one of the worst films that we've ever talked about. Um, so it's just kind of funny that it cycled around, but it's, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't second time around. I was like, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to watch it. And I couldn't, it's just all bad. It's just so sad. Potentials there. Um, yeah. So the, the reorganization and the plot holes really bugged me. The basketball scene. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I felt, I was like, Halle Berry and Benjamin Bratt have to be so embarrassed right now. Like so embarrassed right now. <laughs> Why do you Shooting think <laughs> <laughs> shooting that head of it so awkward um shield your eyes children <laughs> oh i know right right so yeah it was just it was sad because i really wanted to you know and batman's my that's my jam and this is part of the universe and just you know that oh well. is one good thing is they didn't really try to make it yes. part of the universe yes which that is that's probably i'll add that into what works column is we're not <laughs> fitting that into the larger dc universe this one is totally on its own i want like a uh, a re-edit of the basketball scene but instead of the song that it's playing with the whatever sound it's genuine's pony <laughs> oh! <laughs> 
I'm going to go home and do that. <laughs> Tabitha, that might already be out there on the internet. <laughs> Someone has to already Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, one of the really awkward things about that scene, too, like, Benjamin Bratt's, like, flirting as in, like, hey, I'm going to, like, show my abs for, like, 0. 0.2 seconds. I mean, that, that part worked. Yeah. <laughs> that I was Jared Leto abs, but that was know. not on your list. <laughs> it was not. Was it on your list, Matt? No, it was not on my list either. <laughs> so what what doesn't work about this movie for you? There are more plot holes than there are semis that she pulled wheels off of. <laughs> the the oh, like I'm a stickler for plot holes and there were just so many. Like, she bombs that meeting with her boss, who is a Bond villain, FYI, um, which bothered me the whole time through. I'm like, you don't belong in this movie. You belong fighting James Bond, not Catwoman. But that's neither here nor there. Um, that's why he so, dies. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so she bombs that meeting. He's like, hey. You can get this to me by midnight and save your job. So she goes home and she goes to sleep. And then she gets up in the morning and she's busy painting instead of going to work early to get her shit done. That bugged me too. Like, that's because we are three people who are riddled with work. No. <laughs> yeah. So that was the re-edit, right? That was the re-edit. I mean, I get that now. Oh. You said that. But I'm like, and then Benjamin Brad shows up and I'm like, why are you not at work? Like, <laughs> you should be working on this. You've got until midnight. Why are you going to wait until midnight? You should have had this shit done at 5 p.m. Then you could have gone home like a normal person. <laughs> like, that bothered me so bad. Former gifted kid problem. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you at work? Right? I'm like, if you're going to give me extended time, I'm going to start now. I'm not going to start later. That's not how this works. Oh, my God. That, that plot hole alone was just enough to set me off. Um, obviously. (laughs) There were just, there were so many others. Um, also one of those things that maybe this is my English major speaking, but Beoline, it's Bo. B-E-A-U is Bo. That's how you pronounce that word. Like, why? You're just like mispronouncing it on purpose. That beauty, beauty line. Did you just it's, 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 it's like an It's still bad. It still doesn't help. Even Hader was terrible for like a skincare line. Like, come on. And like, another, you have this giant, like, I couldn't figure out whether she was supposed to be working. Initially, I couldn't figure out whether she was working for an advertising agency or a makeup company. And like, what makeup company has their own internal marketing department like that's not how these things work in real life that's just not what happens um i was just it was just plot holes galore it was so bad i there's i don't even know where else to go with all of these things we'll just we'll just yeah right i mean maybe the pet store (laughs) that that catnip scene was so cringy it was so bad. I think she tosses that catnip ball and she just like rubs it like sensually all over her face. I'm like, oh, it was not any better the second time after Mitch sent it to us in a Snapchat. Still just as bad. It was like I watched the Snapchat and then I watched it for real and it was just as awkward, just as uncomfortable. So, <clears throat> like, yeah, legit. Like when I saw it, like I 
I kind of zoned out during that. Like I was checking my phone or whatever. And then she was like, yeah, it's catnip. I was like, huh? I, I missed, I missed vital information. So I rewind and I'm like, what in the actual hell am I, am I viewing? And then I rewind it again. And then I shared it on, on Snapchat. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think what, Three of us have seen this before. You've seen uh-huh. it, okay? Yeah, I, I think I blocked most of it out because we were watching it. And like certain scenes were looking familiar, and then I was like, maybe I haven't seen this. Oh no, I've seen. It. Maybe I haven't seen this movie. Like I did that the whole time. Okay, all right. But I think so- I did. I'm like seventy like percent. I paid full price. <laughs> Past Ella made mistakes. <laughs> so for those of us who have seen it before. How does it hold up against previous viewings? Um, Lydia, let's break little Lydia's heart. (laughs) So, yeah, little Lydia, uh, fun fact, I used to absolutely obsess over movies for a while. Like, I would find something I would like, and I would watch it over and over and over and over and over, all day long, on repeat, while I slept. I would just have the TV on for background noise until I found something new. At one point in time, this movie was that movie for me. And, like, I remember, like, granted, I was a lot younger at this point. But, like, I remember thinking that it was a lot better than it actually is. So, watching it last night, I was, like, I was still amused. But I was catching all the plot holes and how bad the CGI was. And all the little quirks that it has. And I'm just like, hmm. This isn't as good as, uh my my child brain remembers it being but i'm okay with it <laughs> like it's bad but it still kept, would keep it still keeps my attention which a lot of things can't do which is why i don't watch a whole lot of movies cuz my attention span is about this big so i mean it's still got that going for it even with all of its problems <laughs> tabitha what about you well, like I said, I have very vague memories of certain scenes of this movie. Um, the ones where I was like, oh, yeah, I've definitely seen this were all those like zoom out, zoom in scenes of the city that were like making me super nauseous. I was like, oh, my God, this camera work is terrible. Um, I don't really have enough memories of the first couple of times I saw this. I do remember the exit scene, like where she's walking and the moon is there. Um, I completely forgot Benjamin Bratt was in this movie and I, he showed up and I'm like, hey. You're not supposed to be here. You're supposed to be in New York solving crime and like not, not pretend Gotham. Like who invited you? Um, so that was confusing. Um, I'm going to say that this was a more memorable experience watching it than the previous time that I watched it because now I can't get the images out of my head. <laughs> so I think maybe I just like I was going through my file cabinet one day in my brain and my brain was like. Cat, well, nope, don't need that. Because <laughs> that's what I do on like at least a monthly basis. Awesome. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I'm like, no, never mind. <laughs> Empty the drawer, you know, get rid of stuff. But speaking of camera work, I did not remember like the fight scenes being so badly chopped up. When like, I remember them being much better when I was younger. And last night I was almost getting seasick with all the different cuts between <laughs> shots. It was like Blair Witch style with fight scenes. I'm like, yep. Okay, so one more fun fact. This was supposed to be in IMAX, and the phrase was, 
catch her and IMAX, capital C A T. But they couldn't get the um the IMAX conversion done quickly enough, so then it actually never got released in IMAX. So there's your choppy scenes. Okay. So all right, so Ella, was this movie better uh, watching it for free or paying full price for it? <laughs> well, let's see. Technically, I'm still paying half of that HBO Match subscription. Um, <laughs> um, it was, you know what? It just solidified that this is just as bad as I remember. And um, I have, so, you know, I had to, I had to rethink about all the cat women we've seen, right? Because there's been a lot and there's been some really good ones. And I just realized that I'm that in between. Like Catwoman is supposed to be a cat burglar who has some cats. Not like, you know, eating tuna out of a can. Um, <laughs> multiple cans of tuna. Multiple She's never cans, gonna get that smell not on her like, sheets. Not like <laughs> no, not like the ball of twine and that like like, no, I, I I can't do that. I mean, Michelle Pfeiffer, that one scene in Batman Returns where she's kind of like, you know, licking her hand and like, even that was a little weird for me, but okay. But it just solidified that this is the least ranking Catwoman I think I can get to where, you know. Um, so again, like Tabitha, I will probably push it out of my brain a little bit longer and it'll occasionally wind up on bounce, which it was the night I was trying to watch it. And then I'm like, oh no, I have to watch it from the beginning without commercials because other Matt was like, oh, it's on right now, but I've missed the first 20 minutes. So you missed like the history of cats. Yeah. Uh, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I went on HBO Max, lasted 20 minutes and finished the rest of it the next day. <laughs> But you get the history of cats twice because you get the whole like opening credits and then you get her going through it herself. Mm-hmm. At least that was yeah, that's true. Brief. Yeah, so much. I love, I love, I love cats. I think they're great little creatures, but I didn't need to know that much about them. <laughs> it also I, wasn't chronological. Like, no, it's, no, like it started out chronological, and all of a sudden you're like nineteen something, and then you're back in Egypt, and I'm like. I thought we were moving forward. Where are we going? <laughs> no, there was a lot of a lot of time issues. It was really cool to see all of the people. So the the um, uh, Margovian from Matrix, mm-hmm. he's in it. Uh, the crazy cat lady, Frances Conroy, is in all the American Horror Stories, which I love her. So it was kind of neat to go back and like, and she looked really young for still being old. <laughs> but it was kind of cool to, to see. And then also kind of sad that all of those people were in that movie. <laughs> all right. So, final thoughts, and now we're going to do the tally. Is Catwoman a guilty pleasure or dumpster fire? Um, Ella, you're our guest. We're going to start with you. 100% dumpster fire for the second time in a row. (laughs) (laughs) Tabitha. Yeah, this is a dumpster fire, and that dumpster fire is full of old cat litter and tuna cans. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) Matt. I can practically smell that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is absolutely guaranteed. It's not even a dumpster fire. Like, this is a cat litter box. Is that worse? Flaming? Flaming cat litter box. There's your image for tonight's show. (laughs) That hasn't been scooped. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Towards the end, I found myself laughing at just about everything with this movie. (laughs) But I don't think that I was supposed to be laughing. Yeah. So that wasn't the alcohol. uh, You know, maybe. (laughs) Um, 
But yeah, there's like a 12% chance I'd watch this movie again, a 0% chance that I would watch it sober. But this movie is 100% a dumpster fire. Um, Lydia? I don't even care. I'm going to keep my, my gifted bottle of wine. I am going to accept the fact that I am the outlier because even as crappy as this movie is as a whole... I would watch it again because it's it was one of those movies that I watched over and over and it's just ingrained in my head and I don't care. It's a guilty pleasure to me and I will watch it again. Maybe not right now, but sometime soon. <laughs> sober or not sober? Both. Okay. Okay. All right. And you know what? I respect and appreciate that. <laughs> I'm I'm glad you're sticking to your guilty pleasure guns. Yeah. Very good not being peer pressured in front of you. <laughs> It's a work in progress. <laughs> <laughs> she got peer pressured into the wine. I mean, there's... No, she didn't. <laughs> no, no, and... No, she said she didn't have any, and I gave her yeah. some. <laughs> I feel like sitting around this table, there's no pressure for wine. <laughs> this is true. No. There's, hey, do you want wine? Oh, I feel so pressured, yes. <laughs> All right, we've got a little bit of time to do a uh, quick round of gut reaction. Oof. Gut reaction. And we're going to start um, also like totally off topic. I don't even really want to talk about it, but like I'm kind of glad that nobody brought up the whole Oscars thing for. I mean, we figured everybody already knew. Yeah, that. everyone knows oh, Mitch, it. It's I mean, fine. I'll keep my mouth shut this time. <laughs> <laughs> However, uh, something else did happen on Sunday night. Um, Ezra Miller, a.k.a. The Flash was arrested uh, for grabbing a mic and lunging at customers at a karaoke bar. Um, apparently, Ezra Mil- Miller wasn't fast enough. Um, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I'm surprised you just got something thrown at you instead of a shame ball this time. I know. I feel like... It- I have projectiles in my hands. <laughs> <laughs> so does does that count as a projectile shame? Yes. Ooh. <laughs> 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 Category. I'm going to have to just start holding on to stuff so I can throw it at you. Oh, God help <laughs> us all. Yeah. Oh, God help me. <laughs> uh, in addition, uh, Miller has, has had the police called on them 10 times since March 7th, and a couple has filed a temporary restraining order against Miller. Ezra Miller is getting a hard thumbs down on this. Um, come on. Like, you're better than this. Um, and... Honestly, this isn't the first time that we've heard about this kind of stuff. I kind of think we're almost at a point where, like, maybe we should look at having a different person play Flash. I don't know. Matt. Yeah, I think I have to agree with you. Like, you... I understand celebrities are going to do dumb things. They're going to get in situations where emotions are going to take over. But, again, you are a celebrity. You're playing a very prominent role for a very prominent franchise. Keep things at least a little bit more under control or like you said mitch it's time for somebody else to play that role so i'm gonna go thumbs down tabitha i'm gonna go thumb sideways because i get being mad i would be mad in a karaoke bar too (laughs) (laughs) i mean same but you can't tell me that also not a public figure who's like doing that but at the same time like i like to think that even though they're celebrities and they may be public figures i don't think that that should alter they're still the, human yeah they're still human they're still able to err like 
But you can't tell me that Ezra Miller didn't know that they were going into a karaoke bar when they went into a karaoke bar. Well, I don't know. I've been very drunk and taken places sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) And I have not known until I got there. Maybe that was the situation. I don't like to play judgment. Fair. Ella. Um, I feel like, you know, celebrities are people, they have the the need to express and we all blow up and do things. This is one more reason why cameras on cell phones and social media are so bad because things like this have happened for years with people, but it doesn't come out till later or tabloids when it's cooled down. But you are in a you are in a big franchise and especially a franchise like that where there are there are young children watching and paying attention to what you do. So do I agree? That they should have the ability to express themselves as people, yes. But now the nature of the job is is you have to stick to, you have to stick to to those guidelines. Basically, you know what I mean. It's like working for Disney. There's a strict code that you have to do to show up and have that job. Um, so yeah, I mean, thumbs down. You just, I, you can't, I'm sorry, you can't. You know, if you want a public figure, you just have to check yourself. Lydia. That is definitely the downside of being in the public eye all the time is like that being your job, you are on the clock 24 seven. There is no downtime. If you're in the public eye, you have to behave to a standard that is not going to get you a restraining order. So thumbs down for that. But I agree with Tabitha, like (laughs) he's human, like he's allowed to have moments where things don't go maybe the way they should. But 10 moments in a month that gets the cops called? Ten's a lot. I mean, I'll give you one or or two. We all make mistakes, but... So, um... (laughs) Just glad that the mic's working now. (laughs) (laughs) Is it it still on? Yes. (laughs) Now I have the projectile. Um, Another projectile. Dang it! I have whatever (laughs) um matt let's talk about epic and Fortnite. so i actually have to give credit to my 10 year old for this story because i didn't know this was a thing until he said something earlier this week um as we know we don't get in trying not to get into politics but the russia ukrainian war is going on and a lot of people a lot of companies are donating to that ukrainian humanitarian efforts Epic Games, via Fortnite, is donating to the humanitarian effort and organizations. Direct Relief, UNICEF, UN World uh, Food Program, and UN, UN Refugee, Refugee Agency. Um, starting March 20th through April 3rd, they are donating all proceeds from real money purchases. They're also not waiting for all of those those transactions to be processed essentially if you buy something in game that requires real money even if it takes a couple of days for that transaction to go through the account that money is being donated to those humanitarian efforts initially within the first couple days of this happening they were at 70 million dollars in humanitarian aid um these this is continuing through april 3rd and they have already crossed a hundred million dollars in aid. They are officially the biggest corporate donator, donor, donator to <laughs> the Ukrainian humanitarian effort. This is fantastic. Love Fortnite, hate Fortnite, however you stand on it. Epic Games is stepping up to the plate with this. Huge thumbs up for how they're doing this and why they're doing this. Tabitha. Yeah, 
this is super cool. You just you scare me there a little bit from a banking perspective with <laughs> <laughs> right taking the money and being like, yeah, we're gonna donate it even if it's not technically collected. Like my inner banker heart shriveled up like Scrooge and died a little. <laughs> um, but thumbs up to them. Like this is incredible. Ella, thumbs up, Lydia. Yeah, this is cool. I I kind of had that same thought, but at the same time, I feel like at this point, as just a corporation in general, they probably have the money to just like back that up. So even if something doesn't go through right away, they they have the money there in the first place. And considering how big Fortnite and Epic Games is at this point, it doesn't surprise me that they've already hit like that much money donated. So that's it's really awesome. Thumbs up. Yeah, I have nothing else to add. This is phenomenal. Thumbs up. Um, Tabitha, let's go to the Taylor Swift news desk. Well, this is more like the, we're going to talk about that crawdad book again, news desk. (laughs) Wait, what? I thought these were geek things. We are going to talk, we're going to talk about the crawdad book. All right. (laughs) I read that. We could talk about it. (laughs) We have been talking about the crawdad book because the crawdad movie is coming out. Wait, there's a movie for that? Yep. Oh, there's okay. going to be. There's yeah. been a trailer. Right. We talked about it last week. I had this moment where I was like, damn it. Now I have to read that crawdad book. Anyway, because I love Reese Witherspoon. I'm never going to make crawdad a curse. <laughs> crawdad. <laughs> I'm here for it. I don't know. I now like you're it. just making me hungry. Anyway. <laughs> so we talked about it last week. After the trailer for the film came out, people were like, not attacking Taylor Swift on the socials for her like participation in making a song for the trailer and the movie, but they were like, "Should you really be supporting Delia Owens because she murdered someone?" <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, oh, "What?" So, which I was also like, "What?" So I saw the article and it was like, "Did Crawdad author?" That's not what it said, but did Crawdad author kill someone? And I'm like, "I don't know. Did she?" So. <laughs> Bree and I spent Saturday evening down the rabbit hole hole on the crawdad situation. Anyway, so (laughs) picture it. Zambia, 2010. (laughs) Uh, That was a bad time to take a drink of wine. (laughs) Delia and her husband Mark moved to Botswana after they were kicked out of the country in 1986 um, because they criticized the government conservation policies. Anyway, so they moved to Zambia in, in 2010. Oh no, I'm so sorry. In 1995, an ABC camera crew arrived to film a segment on the couple and their conservation efforts. The segment would air in 1996 called A Turning Point Special Deadly Game, the Mark and Delia Owens story. So there was tension obviously between conservationists and poachers so when asked during this documentary about poachers mark dilly's husband said shoot at them first when you see the whites of his eyes so after the episode aired the owens has contacted investors to explain that the shoot to kill policy is only used by the the government game scouts in self-defense and is not a policy of their project however very quickly after he made that announcement they were not really accused, but questioned in the death of a poacher. And they, uh, uh, in a very roundabout way, kind of admitted it. So they are currently still wanted 
for questioning on the death of this poacher in Zambia. Zambia? I don't know. One of those. But yeah. So I'm giving the fact that the internet had to tell Taylor Swift about it and her be like, excuse me? Like, why did no one snuff this out for me before I created the song for these people? Also, Just now- like that poacher was snuffed. <laughs> oh! oh! Yes. And like, this is one of those- This is one of those moments of true crime where I'm like, yay! No, yay! Because like, <laughs> you're a poacher. Like, stop being an asshole. Stop killing the animals. But like- but now you're also dead, and do I get to be happy, or do I have to be sad because you're a human and you're dead? But did you get what was coming to you? I don't even know anymore. So I I had a lot of like roller coaster emotions reading this. Uh, Reese Witherspoon is now also like, oh god, sorry guys, I didn't think, but like, does nobody research anything anymore? Like, no. I can't even meet somebody somewhere, and I'm like, hey, it's nice to meet you. Until I'm like, I'm googling them like three seconds later. Like, <laughs> come on, Taylor Swift, come on, like. So I, I'm giving the death of a poacher a thumb sideways because <laughs> I don't, I don't know how to feel about it. I'm happy and I'm sad. Ella, I gotta go now. Knowing, wow. I mean, I just read the book like two years ago because my mother-in-law was like, "My book club read this. You'll you'll enjoy it." And you know, you try to bond with the mother-in-law as best you can, right? Um, <laughs> you know, you, you got to keep the other Matt happy. <laughs> um, I, it's hard though, because we all have, we all have crap in our past yeah. and you know what? We don't know. Now, if she was on the books convicted, they actually like, they were convicted for the crime. They did it, whatever. Okay. That's one thing. But I got it. I'm with Tabitha. Like it's a sideways deal. You know what I mean? It's a really hard thing to do because if you looked into everybody's past, everybody has something. Ezra Miller, recent past. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm just saying like the more stuff and now we're also in this, we're we're, we're in this moment in, in um, any type of pop culture or, you know, any type of entertainment where we we're, we're trying to, we're trying to dig in and dig out the dirt. Like, I don't know, just kind of let stuff be, you know, like if you make a fool of yourself in public, that's one thing. But do we really need to go figure out something you did? This is like James Gunn and the tweets from a million years ago. Mm -hmm. And then quietly Disney hired him back so that I just I have problems with that. It's like it it is what it is. Right. And you can't tell Taylor Swift she did it wrong because she wrote a song. For the Crawdad book. She wrote it for the book, right? <laughs> Turned it to the movie. Like, Taylor Swift's just like, hey, I wrote a song, right? That's right? Okay. So it's not Taylor Swift's fault that she didn't research the author that wrote the book however many years ago that may or may have not done something. So it's it's a sideways, slightly leaning up. Lydia. So, yeah, yeah, I, I kind of agree with them about the whole, like, poacher thing. For for a split second, as you were telling that story, I was thinking that, like, she was accused of killing her husband, and I'm thinking, we don't need another, like, Tiger King story, but okay. <laughs> so, I'm, kind, I'm, I'm very glad that Crawdad it ended King. up being a poacher. <laughs> oh! Which one of you said that first? <laughs> uh, anyway. Pause while Lydia counts that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> bad as it may, <laughs> I'm really glad that it was a poacher, it, even though you know human, but you know you kind of deserved it. So no one does research anymore. That's not surprising. 
I don't really care about any of that. I'm interested in the movie. My shame, or my my shame, my thumb is down simply because it's Taylor Swift, and I didn't need another song by her anyway. So I don't care if it's for a movie or not. Go away. Leaving the whole poacher situation out of it, um, <laughs> you know, like I, I I guess I'm not really leaving the poacher situation out of it, but yeah, like Taylor Swift, uh, she should not be at fault for working on a song for this movie or whatever without knowing the story what are you as an artist are you supposed to google like did blank kill somebody like every time you're asked to do something Fair. well she needs to hire you to be on the team taylor swift if you're listening i'm available for hire <laughs> no no you're not no <laughs> but yeah so like I'm giving zero thumbs to the poacher, but I'm going to give thumbs up. <laughs> I'm giving a thumbs up to Taylor Swift. She is doing her job. And, you know, whether or not Lydia likes her or not, you know, Taylor Swift is popular at what she does. So, for some reason. <laughs> so, like, what else was she going to do? Matt. So, when they say write what you know, I don't think they mean murder. <laughs> That's not a good example. Um,. Mitch, I think you're right. Like, this is not necessarily on Taylor Swift for having to do the research on these people to write the song that she was asked to do for this movie, for the book, Crawdad, whatever, blah, 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 blah. I don't, I'm not going to blame her for that. She did the song. She was contracted to do that. So be it. That's on her, like, her team to kind of go back and, like, check these people out and see the associations before she signs a contract and does something. Sorry. Your FBI Facebook skills are going to waste. Um, Truly. So the Facebook Bureau of Investigation. <laughs> you have no idea. You have no idea. I can find somebody in under, under three minutes with nothing but a first name. You won't find me. It's because you're on Facebook. It's true. Um, so I'm going to go thumb sideways for Taylor Swift because take it or leave it. She did what she was contracted to do. Thumbs down for the whole write what you know situation. <laughs> so earlier this week, Elliot Page revealed on Twitter and Instagram that his character Vanya will come out as trans on the third season of Umbrella Academy. I realize you're all looking at me like I'm JK Rowling right now. <laughs> 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 And and I realize I really feel like J.K. Rowling, especially considering that today is the trans day of uh, visibility. Now, mm. don't get me wrong. I am 1,000% behind Elliot Page. Uh, and I don't hate this idea. However, my, my concern is just more so how is it going to play out on screen? Are they, are they going to actually do a good job of making this story arc or they just kind of kind of shoehorn it and you know just be like oh hey this happened while you know over break yeah (laughs) so (laughs) yeah and and i mean the first two seasons of umbrella academy were very good so like maybe i shouldn't have that fear but i do still kind of have that fear i'm giving this a mostly thumbs up but I i am giving kind of a thumb sideways i need to see how it plays out and i'm not jk rowling Matt. Yeah, I have to agree with that. I haven't watched any of Umbrella Academy, but I have read the three 
graphic novels that the series is based on. Um, I think it's a fantastic idea that they're able to move the character from Vanya to Victor, who are both characters of the family. I love the way that I love the fact that they can do that. I love the fact that they can do that for Elliot and in the role. Um, but I think you're right. It's almost one of those things that you would have to see how well it's done on screen and how well the writers handle it before essentially passing final judgment. Um, I'm giving thumbs up to the idea that it's happening. I'm going to go thumbs sideways until all is said and done and the season has aired to see how the plot has been played out. Tabitha. So Netflix has done nothing but impress us, right? And the show has done nothing but impress the people who have watched it, right? I have faith in the fact that they will treat this character's transition just as well as they treated Elliot's transition. Because that was... I mean, you were in the middle of a contract. You were in the middle of filming and you were playing a female role and you begin your transition to a male role. I feel like Netflix is going to not only handle that well, but handle it with kid gloves because they don't want to look like an asshole. So I feel like if they're going to make anything work, they're going to make that work and they're going to make it work well. So the people who are on the opposite slash wrong side of Elliot's transition are not going to have shit to say. So I'm going to give the whole thing a thumbs up. Fair enough. Ellen. Super thumbs up that there's a season three. Cause <laughs> yeah, I'm behind. Um, I like to be surprised by this stuff. Uh, I loved, and I'm I'm always one of those people. I never read I, graphic novels. I just can't read them. I appreciate the art, but I, it's not a reading thing that I can can do. Um, but the show is amazing. Like to me, hands down. And like Tabitha said, they have done such an incredible job with the topics that they have. You know, and in the last couple years, there's been a few shows on television that have just wowed and impressed. And this is one of them. And I think they're, they're going to do a great job, you know? Um, and, uh, you know, Elliot Page went into this, like Tabitha said, the transition through the show and the contract, they're, they're going to handle that. Like, I guarantee they're going to take care of Elliot in that. And they're just going to do it. And they're going to do it in the best way possible. And it may literally be the, hey, at the commercial break, but it's still going to make sense if that's the route that they do it. Or they may, may discuss it. So I think seeing how they handle it is going to be interesting. But I think no matter what they choose, it's going to it's gonna go well. So huge thumbs up. I, I'm excited. Two thumbs for season three. And, <laughs> and that they're doing, they're, they're doing that transition. That's great. Lydia. I was kind of in the same boat you were. Like, I'm, I don't want to sound like that. I am all for... Elliot, I 100% am behind him and being who he wants to be. I am scared of what may or may not happen with the show and the character because they are trying to fit this into the show for him. I agree with Tabitha that we've had good things from Netflix, so I think they'll handle it in a decent way. I just want to wait and see it before I give final judgment on the fact that Yes, this is a good idea. This should have been done for his sake to continue mm. in the show, 
or maybe you should have left it alone because you were already under contract. Yes, it's good that you're coming out as yourself, you're being comfortable with yourself, but you did start as this character. Maybe you should at least see that through or at least see a decent way out of the show if that's what you want to do. I it's a tricky situation, and I'm, I want to see how they do it before I give final judgment. Matt, let's talk about PlayStation Plus. Um, so, yeah, I guess on a lighter note. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, PlayStation Plus has been working for quite a while on a competitor to the Xbox Game Pass, um, and they just officially announced it this past week. Um, there are going to be three tiers. Um, they are going to essentially keep PlayStation Plus the way it is. They're going to do away with PlayStation Now, which is kind of their streaming game service. Um, there will be three tiers to the new system. Um, at the top tier, you will have access to over 700 streaming games. Um, the bottom level, which will be equivalent to the current PlayStation Plus subscription, um, is called PlayStation Plus Essential. Um it has no charges to the current, no changes to the current pricing, two monthly downloadable games, discounts, the save cloud storage, online player for most games, PlayStation Plus Extra. That is going to have 400, around 400 PS4 and PS5 games that can be downloaded and streamed. Um, it's going to be the current PlayStation Plus is $9.99. This is going to be $14.99 a month. Um, and then they, the top tier is premium, which is going to add 340 additional games, which is PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, and PlayStation 3 streaming games, which you will be able to get access to. Um, that is going to be $17.99 a month. So you're essentially doubling the annual price. So you're going from $60 a, a year for PlayStation Plus to $120 a year for the premium which allows you access to all of those 740 streaming games. Um, they have been on the, They've been working on this for a long time, especially with the Xbox Game Pass already out there. Um, it's it's a lot of money to commit to. Um, it's not bad monthly wise when you break it down, but it seems like a sixty dollar increase from what you would normally pay to the premium price is kind of a jump. Um, but again, they're competing. It's it's comparable to what Xbox Game Pass is doing. So I'm going to give them a thumbs up for taking their time, looking at the competitor, and doing something that's going to be along the same lines, even if you are going to have to jump price tiers in order to get what you want. Tabitha. I mean, I really have no skin in this game. However, I will say... <laughs> Every time a new game comes out and people try to download it all at the same time, it always crashes. <laughs> and I feel like a bunch of people being like, yeah, I get 340 games is just going to crash. Like more than five people start like downloading the same game to their PlayStation, which only holds three games to begin with. They're going to be like, huh, wonder why it doesn't work. And then they're going to use their little Cheeto fingers to like push little <laughs> buttons and then they're all going to get mad. So I... I am skeptical. I've seen the children in our home <laughs> try to download like one thing and our internet is running as fast as it can and it is still like chugga, 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 chugga. <laughs> so I just don't have 
I don't have faith that this will run smoothly. Like, no matter what price you're paying for that much downloadable content, when it is, it's not like a streaming service. You're not pulling up one movie and it's downloading the one movie. Like, you're pulling up interactive games with other people around and you're streaming it. Like, that makes me nervous for, like, a consistency kind of thing. And also, like, that's going to be real annoying when somebody tries to log into something and it's chugga, 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 and they're trying to play it. And I just, mm, thumb sideways. Ella. Well, unless it's on Steam and unless it's the 50 millionth mod of Stalker, I cannot talk to any of this because that's the only thing that happens in my house. Um, Other Matt has been playing Stalker for the entire 12 years that I've known him. Um, So I, I honestly, I can't speak. Gaming is not anything that I really do. Um, I occasionally watch some open world Chernobyl fallout stuff, <laughs> but that's it. So, um, I mean, if it's a subscription service and they're getting what they want, great. <laughs> but I can't, I can't give a thumb either way. Lydia. So I agree that the like doubling of the price seems extreme, but at the same time, the thought of having access to games from PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2 and PlayStation 3, as well as 4 and 5, which you hardly ever get that far back in the generations for gaming systems. If I had the money for this, I would absolutely do it because there are so many games that I wish I could play from those systems that I no longer have access to. So for that alone, I'm giving it a thumbs up. (laughs) Like I'm really torn because initially I'm like, okay, if I'm going to spend triple digits on anything monthly and it's not like a like rent or a car bill or (laughs) insurance or whatever like i am making bad choices (laughs) (laughs) but at the same time i go and i look at uh how much i spend monthly on like comic books and i'm sure it's probably it's probably comparable Mm -hmm. so i can't i can't judge that much uh but still I don't know. That's just that's really weird to me. So thumb sideways. Um, we, we've got one more story, and I found this earlier today. Actually, I initially saw it. It's so nice when it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's terrifying when it's him, though. I know it's almost worse. But usually, our last story is like our worst, weird, story? yeah, weirdest. weirdest oh, bring worst. it on, yeah. yeah. And it's usually me. I usually yeah. end up with it because oh, for some okay. reason I end up on weird spots on the internet. Yeah. It's so nice not to be me. And and fair warning, this is this is not gut reaction. This is just open discussion. All right. Uh, so Pepsi has teamed with IHOP, which is the International House of Pepsi, um, <laughs> for a new maple syrup cola. <laughs> okay, okay, wait, hold on, hold on. You guys, Joan Soda did this like ten years ago. <laughs> I no no no. I I I'm not kidding you. Um, it was Thanksgiving. In a bottle mm-hmm. that I I swear my brother drank. Um, it's been done. Yeah. Um, yeah. You you can drink this maple syrup Pepsi when you're playing with your Sonic and Knuckles game controller. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that. It's my shame bell now. Oh, I'm I think sorry. you broke it. <laughs> I think I broke it when it hit okay. the wall. Has any has anyone spent any amount of time in Vermont? Not on purpose. No. no. Okay. All right. Every Sadly, 
Sadly, I've spent way too much time in Vermont, and there's literally maple syrup everything, so I'm I'm not surprised. Yeah. Every time I think of Vermont, now I think of White Christmas and Pine oh, Tree, Vermont. Same. Like, <laughs> snow. They have no poison ivy. Oh, it's because they have snow. Well, no, I'm yeah, moving. You know, goodbye. But, but it's, I mean, you you can't you can't go anywhere without everything being something maple syrup flavored and it's not the the maple syrup that we love like it's not the stuff we love from the grocery store right like the butter no real maple syrup i hate to say it is terrible so is this real maple syrup well the soda quote combines the indulgent flavor profile of maple syrup with the crisp refreshing caramel notes of a pepsi um but you can't buy this and we've talked about this before with, I think it was like peep flavored Pepsi, if, if, I, if I remember correctly. What? But yeah, this will only be given away in an online contest for people who post a video or photo of your stacks of pancakes on Instagram or Twitter using both hashtag show us your stack. <laughs> that is so wrong on so many levels. And... Hashtag Pepsi sweepstakes, and you also have to tag IHOP. So, two thousand, two thousand lucky winners uh, will get the soda, and one luckiest person will get a Pepsi spout based on IHOP's syrup pitchers, which that does look kind of cool, but not enough. What are you gonna do with a Pepsi spout? I don't know. Pour Pepsi all over your pancakes. Okay. That is a lot of work. Get your Pepsi away from my pancakes. (laughs) That is a lot of work for something that's going to taste awful and that you can also mix in your kitchen currently. Yeah. I'm just saying. Don't you dare. (laughs) We are not trying that for the podcast, Mitch. No. We've still not done the pumpkin spice cup of noodles it's true but i don't think that would pair well with the pepsi maple syrup oh my god it might pair well with that uh uh pb and j mac or that flaming hot cheetos mac okay flaming hot cheetos mac we've had (laughs) it is actually not terrible pb and j sounds awful we we talked about last week but if you think about it it's It's just another card no (laughs) (laughs) i love peanut butter no fair that yeah. that sounds like a terrible contest. Give me something I really want. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't and understand how you can make Pepe, Pepsi any sweeter than it already is. I find Pepsi less sweet than Coke. I think Coke is sweeter <laughs> than Pepsi. Pe- Pepsi tastes like carbonation to me. Coke tastes like sugar water that is accidentally. Been Coke is. <laughs> and that's Coke is more carbonated, so there's more sugar in it. So there is cool. something that. So what is it at Disney World? They have is it the Pepsis around the world or the Cokes around the world? Coke. Okay, that sounds like something that would wind up in there because I have drank the Cokes around the world and then got on the Mission to Mars trip, which oh no, <laughs> is a great way to definitely use the barf bag. Just saying. <laughs> but they makes like Coke with, ah, uh, it's just bad. So I, I feel like if I want a trip to Disney World to post this um, Pepsi and maple thing, like... That might be worth it, but just to get a bottle of maple flavored pe- 
that is too much work. Yeah. See, see, my question is, all they say is you have to post a picture of your stack. Are they meaning you have to go to IHOP and get a stack of pancakes? Or can you just make a stack of pancakes in your kitchen and take a picture of that and literally send that rather in? eat dirt off the street than IHOP pancakes. So, <laughs> see, Tabitha, when I hear stack, I think a stack of money. Yeah, same. I don't think about pancakes. I think of money. Bank people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to answer your question, Lydia, I'm not for sure. Like, I... From what from what I read, I did it didn't explicitly say that you have to go to IHOP to get the stack of pancakes. You can, I mean, your stack of pancakes is better be better than IHOP's, but you know, download a picture of pancakes from IHOP's website and send I'm, that I'm in. A, I'm sure that they would figure that out. Have you been to IHOP? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think that the people who run their marketing department are a little bit smarter. I'd like to think. <laughs> geotag their picture. <laughs> I like to think I'm smarter than anyone that works at IHOP. <laughs> and you have more legs. Wait, there's a story behind that. <laughs> I have. Well, legs. Uh, hop. I would just like to point out if I made that joke, I'd be getting shamed right now. Well, that's why I'm in charge of the bell and you're not. Because <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things fall out of my mouth that if they fell out of your mouth, I would shame you for. The bell is mine. Although I think the bell needs repair now. Well, that's because Mitch said something dumb and made me throw it at him. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so projectile shames were a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Projectile like shames three. plus alcohol. Like, definitely oh, not a good I idea. I thrown that at you sober. Like, <laughs> <laughs> stone cold, 7 a.m., I've woken up in the morning, I've had half a cup of coffee, would have still thrown that bell at you. I just got to say, this is a great first podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm glad we didn't scare you off. I am I am 100% enjoying myself. <laughs> <laughs> Baptism by fire. <laughs> or wine. Yeah. Is there Ooh. any other way? No. And that is tonight's episode name. <laughs> Baptism by wine. There might be a litter box in there somewhere. I'm going to be really mad. Uh. <laughs> well. Hey, I got shamed for that. <laughs> On that note, I, I, I think this is a good... Uh, good a time of any is to uh to end this episode so that's going to do it for this episode of the geek awakens we'll be back next week but in the meantime check us out on social media uh be sure to follow us tell us what cool stuff we're missing out on any questions comments or concerns then shoot us an email at the geek awakens podcast at gmail.com uh from everyone at the geek awakens thanks for listening and we hope to catch you next time everybody say bye bye, bye.